0: And welcome to the cycling vlog on this, the third day of February, 2019. I want to thank everybody for joining. I'm going to continue the cycling vlog in a series of podcasts, and it's going to be geared around recovery. So I'm going to break it into three different videos. Uh, The first is going to be on sleep. The second is going to be on nutrition. And the third is going to be on hormone levels, especially in men, uh, 40 and over. And I'll give you my experience with uh, how that's played a sort of important role in me coming back to cycling and time trialing. But for this episode, I want to talk about sleep. Now, everybody has an idea of how much sleep they think they need. And it's usually overlooked. I mean, let's face it: if you're any type of club rider or amateur cyclist, and you have a day job, sleep is one of those things that gets overlooked, or you think, "Well, it's just an hour here or just an hour there." And I'm gonna. My experience with sleep is, you might be able to function and do things to what seems to be adequate on seven hours of sleep and a lot of people they'll shoot for that number and they don't ever play around with the idea of maybe more even though sometimes it's hard to squeeze in and I can tell you that the number that I shoot for is actually eight and as the intensity goes up the amount of sleep goes up I'm not gonna say sleep 10 hours after a half hour session on the bike. I mean, it's going to have to be a pretty intense half hour for you to need more than just your eight hours of sleep. So, one of the guidelines I kind of go by is um, San Francisco sleep expert Sherry Ma, who consults the Golden State Warriors and other elite athletes, has found that extended sleep can improve free throw and three-point shooting uh, in varying degrees, but I'm going to give you the, the breakdown of uh, her ideas on sleep. Sleep at, at least seven hours a night. Elite athletes should get even more. And that's where I kind of say always shoot for eight, because even though you may not be a, an elite athlete, but like myself personally, there are times where I go out on hard training rides or let's say I ride to work and I do a half hour run for lunch, and then I ride home and let's say that work that day at work I'm out uh shoveling patch that tends to make for a fairly physical long day. so on days like that, obviously more than eight hours is uh going to be necessary on days like that i I would have to say nine and a half minimum and at some point i would probably throw a nap in there some type of power nap 20 to 30 minutes so i can't stress the importance of listening to your body If, if you start to get to a point where let's say after a week and it's a it's a hard week of uh you know decent weather you're getting out on your bike You know, all the workouts are falling into place and you start to feel as though you're being sort of pounded into the ground. Step back and and start looking at your recovery. Let's face it, you won't get any better. You can do the hardest workouts on the planet. If you can't recover, you don't get faster. And that's sort of the basics of it. Uh, Step two is to maintain regular bedtime and wake-up time. Myself... Personally, I'm up between 4.30 and 5.30 every day. Weekend, weekday, doesn't matter. I try to make that 4.30 to 5. That's sort of the the sweet spot for me. I tend to be a morning person. That way, if I do a morning workout outside of cycling, because I try to commute to work, I have plenty of time to do that, take a shower, and then get some type of nutrition in me before I go to work Uh, this article says our bodies like regularity and will anticipate sleep with regular with a regular sleep schedule Um, it myself when I'm my schedules right there's times where I'll wake up maybe a couple minutes before my alarm goes off and that's when I know I'm doing it fairly well so that's something As far as your your scheduling goes you'll know when you're close Uh, and that's my experience Uh, your mileage may vary but you want to try to keep it somewhat consistent Uh, their step three is implement a wind-down routine of 20 to 30 minutes for a lot of people that's a stretch because if you're let's say you increase the amount of sleep you're getting from seven to eight hours, then you're adding a half hour to that. Uh, some people find it difficult to do that. Me personally, I'm one of those people, if you turn a television set on in front of me and I'm remotely comfortable, I'm asleep in five minutes. So yeah. my wind down routine is very, very simple. And another thing I want to touch on is the better shape that I get into the easier it is for me to fall asleep, like you in the months of July, August, and September, it could be mid morning, it could be nine thirty ish ten o'clock, and I can lay down and I don't have any problem taking a short power nap, even if I feel well rested, I can still do it so something to to pay attention to if you sort of if you're one of those people, as you make that shift into being pretty good and fit, you'll notice it's easier to fall asleep. Uh, the next thing they say is to evaluate your sleep environment. Uh, she says to make your room like a cave. You want it to be really dark, quiet, cool, as well as comfortable. Uh, I'm, this goes into temp like 60 to 67 degrees and whatnot. Um, I haven't noticed any benefit of this, but I can tell you I could sleep on a barbed wire fence and it doesn't really bother me that much. Some people do have to be comfortable. Uh, So this one I would adjust to your person. Uh, I can sleep with lights on. I'm I don't, when my body shuts off, it just, it shuts off. Some people aren't like that. If you're one of those people, uh, look into, you know, the darker curtains, the blinds, maybe even something that creates a real light white noise in the background, like a fan. Uh, that's one thing that will wake me up if somebody turns a fan off. So, uh, you want to make sure that, your environment is is good for you if you're one of those people that wakes up really easy and whatnot and you have pets that's something to take in consideration too because they're going to jump up on that bed just because so <clears throat> look at that as well uh, reduce your intake of alcohol and caffeine now <laughs> this one I, I don't say i disagree with it but Personally, I don't drink alcohol anymore at all. But the caffeine part, I've never had caffeine affect me going to sleep. I But I'm, I, I don't want to say more than an avid coffee drinker, but uh, some people, if they drink coffee, they're wide awake and they can't hardly blink. Me, I can drink a cup of coffee, lay down and go to bed. So I usually cut off the coffee... Not because it's going to keep me up, but be so I don't... I can't hardly speak. So I don't wake up in the middle of the night and have to go to the bathroom. So uh, that sort of brings me to... This talks about alcohol and caffeine. I try to cut my liquid intake off uh, about two hours before I go to bed that way. I can go to bed on a fairly empty bladder and... If I'm on one of those uh, extended night's sleep, let's say I had the high intensity ride and the you know hard day at work or whatnot, and I'm hitting that nine and a half, maybe even ten hour mark if I'm lucky, I'm not going to have that broken up. I'll, I'll be able to make that start to finish without waking up and going to the bathroom. So that's what I have on sleep. And again, if... It's, it's easy to do, especially in the summertime, if you have a family. Putting the time into recovery is tough because you think, well, the days are longer. You can squeeze more into it. Well, you can. You can squeeze more into the day, but you still have to have that recovery at nighttime. And that's uh, that's what I think about sleep. Uh, again, you can email me at O'Malley'sAdventure at yahoo.com if you have any questions. There's also a number that you can text me at, which is 330-809-1924. And uh, I would be happy to answer any questions that you have on sleep and my experience with it. Again, I'm not an expert in it. I can just tell you what's worked for me in the past. So that's all I have for next or for this week. Next week I'm going to talk about nutrition and recovery. So if you have one of those diets that's kind of, eh, maybe we can uh, hammer out some stuff that will work out a little bit better for you. Until next time, stay sharp, keep a tight shot group, and rock on.